What up, what up, all my independent thinkers out there in podcast land. It's your girl, Alexandra, and you are listening to Teach a Man to Think, the podcast, a place where we always stay curious, think differently, and as always, think for ourselves. So sit back, unwind, and get ready to unlock your mind. Hello, my beautiful listener. Today we are talking about communication, specifically three steps to improve your communication no matter what the circumstances. So this is really valuable information. The stuff I'm going to share here, it is worth tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So if you listen up, if you apply this, I can guarantee that your communication style will improve drastically and your relationships will improve. So you can use this for your business. You could use this for personal, whether it's a stranger on the street, whether it's the clerk checking you out at the grocery store or your spouse, and especially in business. I think this is really important. So a lot of you that are listening out there, maybe you go to networking events and you just maybe get overwhelmed because you never know what to say. You want to stand out. You want to be different, but you just get really overwhelmed. So you maybe leave the event and you're like, oh, I could have done better or I should have said that or why did I say that? And so I want to help you out. So that way, if you're about to go to an event or maybe you're about to go have a really important conversation with someone you love, listen to this episode, let it be a refresher for you and I can promise that it is going to change the flow and dynamic of that conversation. So when we talk about communication and you could research this, you could find so many articles on how to improve your communication. And the problem is that so many people just really overcomplicate it. And we all know that the secret to success is simplicity and the secret to results is simplicity. Simplicity really is key because When you have something that's super complicated, it might seem to the untrained eye that that means it works better or that it has better results. But the truth is people overcomplicate things because they haven't been able to break it down simply in their mind to simplify that method. But really, no matter what it is that you're thinking about, simplicity really is key. So we're going to break down three specific steps, and I'm going to give you tips along the way on how to improve it, what are maybe some proactive and practical tips you can take away to instantly improve your communication, and then maybe even some things that you could start doing that will improve your communication over time. So when people think about communication, a lot of times they focus on the actual act of communicating. They think about what are they saying, how are they saying it, um, maybe even their body language. And, you know, we've all, like I said, we've read these articles, we've watched these shows on how to improve your communication. And a lot of it is broken down in that moment of communication. So I'm actually a member of Toastmasters, even though I haven't been to a meeting in a while, just because I've been so wrapped up in my business. But when I went to Toastmasters, my purpose of attending Toastmasters was to improve my speech style to just get more refined. And I'm always constantly looking to improve. So I found that to be an avenue that I wanted to take. The thing with areas like Toastmasters, where these people are focused on you um, becoming a better speaker, the thing is that they're focused on the actual speech, the structure of the speech and the words that you're saying, making sure that you're not putting in a lot of filler words and things like that. And 
even what I just said and things like that, you know, to avoid you doing things like that so you come across as a more refined speaker. The thing is, for me personally, that's great. And when you do find a speaker that is able to be a little more polished than most, yes, it could help the situation. But those kind of tips don't really work in everyday life. And I do believe that there are certain things that we can do to transform our communication style that have nothing to do with what we say. Because really, communication starts before you even do any communicating. Communication is just a way that you personally express yourself. So the best way to work on your communication and what you say is to work on yourself. It has nothing to do with what you say. If you can work on yourself and you can work on you as a human being before you're even out there communicating with people, then that is going to have a lot better results in your presentation. Like I said, whether you're talking to a business or a partner, because that is really you expressing yourself truly to who you are and you're not trying to fabricate or manipulate the conversation. You're not putting too much thought into it and you're really speaking more from the heart. And I think that is the best type of communication is communication that is heart-led versus brain-led. And kind of the secret to life is to get them to work harmoniously together so they're not fighting against each other. They're not on opposite ends of the spectrum and you're not having like this internal dialogue constantly of, should I say this? No, I should say this. Or this makes me come across like this, but this makes me come across smarter. Or, you know, you're not having those type of dialogues. So you're able to just be yourself. And that really is one of the true secrets to positive communication that translates to results, whatever it is. So let's get down to the first step. The first step, like I said, has nothing to do with what you say but is just who you are, and that is embracing your authenticity. We hear this word so many times, authenticity, what does that mean? I'm going to break down a little bit of what does it even mean to be authentic, and that way we could lead more into how you could use your authenticity to become a better communicator. So one of the main reasons why people are so scared to communicate, and if you think about it, is that public speaking is the number one fear in the world, greater than death. So people went out there, these surveyors and these people who do all these different um, collection of data, they asked millions of people asking them, what would you rather deal with? Would you rather go public speaking or would you rather die? And they chose that they'd rather die. So think about that. Think about that. You're at an event and you're talking to people most people there, the majority of people there, are more scared of what someone thinks of them than if someone came at them with a knife. So they're more terrified of just someone standing there and listening to them speak and the thoughts that are going on in their head than if that person had pulled out a knife or a gun and attempted to shoot them. I mean, I hate to say it kind of like so dramatically but that's really if you think about it that's what it is because the fear of public speaking all comes down to the fear of caring what other people think that's it why else would you care about public speaking you wouldn't we're not in like gladiator times we're not in times where you're going to get killed for public speaking you're not in a time where you're going to get tomatoes thrown at you for public speaking if you're public speaking you just go up there you say what you say and it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of not knowing what people think about you. 
It's the fear of wondering if these people are thinking these crazy thoughts about you, if they're wondering, what the hell did he just say? Or what is she wearing? Or why does she look like that? Or why does she talk like that? It's just our constant storyline that we tell in our, uh, in our mind of what people are thinking about us. And so that is really crazy to think about that we care more about what someone thinks of us than their potential to kill us. So I'm not saying those things are too far off, but they're pretty close. And just framing it like that in your mind maybe will help you laugh at it, understand how ridiculous it is. So when it comes to authenticity, it's not just about you going out there and being like, well, this is who I am, so I'm just going to show this to the world. And, you know, I don't care if I'm an asshole. I don't care if I'm a mean girl or I don't care if I'm this. I'm going to say what's on my mind. And that's me being authentic. So I want to clear that up that I don't think that's authenticity. I think authenticity is rooted in kindness because I think for the majority of people that they are at their core kind people. And I think that if you stopped being kind, then chances are it's because you have blocks up and walls up from all the things that you've dealt with in your life, whether you've been bullied or you've dealt with childhood trauma or you've been neglected or you have a fear of rejection or abandonment or any of these things, you've built up these walls and you're kind of become like a fortress. And now you have this certain persona that you portray to other people because it's safer. So that's not really being authentic because that's not really who you are at your core. Being authentic really has some root in vulnerability because it's who you are without all the guards up. It's who you are at your core when you're just hanging out with the people that you trust the most and you're just at a level where you're not completely confident and, you know, overly overly charismatic because you're just like on a high or you're trying to present yourself in a certain way. So you're kind of like feeding off other people's emotions and you're presenting this amazing person and version of yourself. Authenticity is understanding that you could be that person, but you also could be the person who is kind of annoying and whiny when you get sick or you don't feel well and you're like sitting on your couch with your pajamas and you know, you're watching your favorite shows and you're drinking soup or tea or whatever it is. And you're kind of like, you kind of look like a disaster a little bit and you don't feel your best. That's also you. So it's basically taking the plethora of everything that you are and all the experiences and all the versions of yourself and creating one person that's grounded and understanding that you're all those people at the same time. So you never tie close too much into a certain persona that you're neglecting yourself at your core, like I said. And what is authenticity, right? It's openness, it's your uniqueness, it's your ability to be yourself, whatever that means. And that means you at your worst, you at your best, you, you know, being proud of all your accomplishments and you not humbling yourself down to a point where you don't express your belief in yourself. You always want to be come across confident and sure of yourself. But at the same time, you understand that you might be sure of yourself in certain aspects of your life, but there's some things that maybe you need to work on. And that is authenticity and that is beautiful. And when someone expresses that, that makes them a lot easier to relate to. So that has to do with authenticity and that makes you a lot better communicator because when you feel comfortable to be yourself and you already have in your mind, like you're not going, let's say a networking event, for example, right? You go to a networking event and 
you want to show up, you want to have a certain posture, you want to come across like you know what you're doing, you don't want to sit there in a corner and like think about all the horrible things about you and like, you know, let that take down your energy. But you want to have a level of humanity where you're just walking around the room and you're confident in yourself, but in confident in all aspects of yourself. And that is such a deeper confidence because it can't be shaken. If you're confident, if you go into a room and you're thinking, okay, well, I just won this award for this. I graduated top of my class here. I have this high paying job. I, I am dressed in thousands of dollars worth of clothing. I am completely the most amazing and interesting person in here. What happens is when you go into that attitude and you don't have the understanding, awareness, and accountability of your flaws, what happens is that it could be shaken at any moment. So the minute someone walks in that maybe is also coming across very confident, maybe you're going to feel a little threatened because you feel like your whole demeanor is part of your selling package. And now if you feel like someone else comes in with that type of package, you might feel competition like, oh, well, now what do I have to show for myself? If, they, if they're dressed nicely, if they also won some kind of award, you know they're also top of their class here. You know they also just got a promotion here, whatever. You feel a sense of competition. But when you're rooted in your authenticity, you don't feel a sense of competition with anyone but yourself. And that is a really powerful place to be because people can feel that. People can smell that, you know, like people can say people can smell fear. And when you have an idea of competition in your mind, that is rooted in fear. So if you don't have that aspect and you're not fearful and you're just kind of grounded in yourself and you feel confident in who you are and someone else walks in the room, whether it's one person, 100 people, someone who's doing 10 times better than you, it doesn't shake your confidence and your authenticity because you're just who you are. Hey, you know what? They have this to offer. I have this to offer. I have my little quirks here. I'm sure they have their little quirks here. And you're able to be a little more realistic about the situation. So what are some tips for authenticity? I want to give you some really practical tips. And like I said, guys, that is this is so worth like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I almost feel bad to give this away for free because... Sometimes when you get things for free, you don't value it for what it is. Whereas if you're in a room right now with hundreds and thousands of people and they all paid thousands of dollars for this information, which they do, then you might take it a little more seriously. But I still hope that the right person will find this message and it is going to transform your life and transform your communication style. So I'm going to give you some really great tips for authenticity. Now, the reason why we have such a problem with authenticity, aside from the fact that we are a culture that finds safety in numbers, we find safety in being bonded as a herd with people and kind of doing the same thing. So we're in this group, we feel very safe. So it becomes really hard to embrace your authenticity or really understand what that means when you have this fear that if you go out of it and you share a little bit unique side of you, you're going to be outside of the group. And it's a very real thing. Trust me, the more authentic you are, the more you are going to see some divide between you and maybe groups that you're a part of, whether realistically or just imaginatively. But the benefit that comes with it is going to be so much greater because what no one wants to tell you when they're trying to get you to follow them is that there's a whole nother group out there of people who aren't in any group and that they do find value in their authenticity and they are so strong in their authenticity and that bond between those people is so much stronger than any bond you can get 
from just being bonded because you're part of a certain group and you all act the same and think the same and dress the same. So you might feel some kind of sense of security, but it's a really big false sense of security because any security that can be wavered by you being yourself is not really security. So one of the biggest things is understanding that you are different. And I think, again, with like social media and our perception of reality, which isn't really rooted in reality, is our idea that everyone's doing the same thing, everyone's saying the same thing, everyone's thinking the same, and it makes us feel more comfortable to fall in line with what those people are doing. So we might have an aspect of ourselves that we feel is unique and we might want to share it or an opinion or a thought or even a certain outfit we want to wear, but we don't want that public ridicule, right? It's like public speaking. You care what people think, so you just rather play it safe. But it's very hard for you to find your people, your place in society, your place in the world if you're not being yourself. So instead of getting into an environment, let's say you're at work, right? Or even in a family structure, you have people who all kind of start acting the same, right? At work, everyone kind of dresses the same. They have their, whether you're in a doctor's office or a lawyer's office or a bunch of real estate agents, everyone starts kind of acting the same and dressing the same and, you know, thinking the same a little bit because you have to, to a certain degree. And probably at a certain level, you maybe do naturally feel the same and dress the same because you both got attracted to the same kind of profession, all or not both, but multiple people of you got attracted to the same profession. So there's certain aspects of you that are authentically the same. But what really could serve you is going into an environment where people are actively going out of their way to be authentic and it's like a mishmash of people and you don't know who you're going to get. And one of those things I had already mentioned, and that is Toastmasters. Now, Toastmasters is not for everyone. It's not necessarily, you know, you might, you might not really care about your speaking skills or you might feel like your speaking skills are above a Toastmasters level. Whatever it is, it's not for everybody. But if you've never done Toastmasters and you have a problem with authenticity, if you get shy in public, if you feel nervous being around other people, if you're like a majority of the population, like 98% of the speaking population, and you have a fear of public speaking, this is something you should do at least once in your life. So I'm going to give you a really big tip here. Find a local Toastmasters. There's always Toastmasters in probably almost location where you're at. Um, Obviously, if you're listening from... I don't know, a random place in Nebraska somewhere or like Idaho, or I'm not saying these places don't have Toastmasters. I'm just saying, I don't know. Like I've never really looked there. I'm in Florida. I know New York and these big cities and smaller cities, they have them, but definitely try it out. There should be at least one. If you can't find an in-person event, find an online event in your area, find a Toastmasters group, reach them out through the website. They're always looking for people to join and just to see and just come as a guest. So Toastmasters, you do have to pay to be a part of it, but um, you can you can go for two meetings for free, and and that's one particular chapter. So you can check out different areas, but even if you never go back again, you only go once. Go once because it is unlike anything you expected. You're gonna go in feeling very nervous and scared, and you're gonna leave feeling a little more comfortable about yourself. The best thing that I love about Toastmasters it's it's an environment where other people 
are willing to embarrass themselves, put themselves in an environment that makes them very uncomfortable and they want to grow anyway. So you're not going to walk into a room of like really refined speakers, which is kind of what I thought. I had an impression that I'm going to go to Toastmasters and everyone's going to be like the most amazing speaker ever. And then I'm going to be there like, you know, kind of questioning what I'm doing there. It's not like that. You have speakers of all different levels. They're very open. They're very kind and accepting. And I feel like that's the, that's the majority of most of these meetings. That's kind of how they're run. So if you find one that's not like that, let me know and I'll apologize and, you know, on their behalf. But for the most part, that's really how it is, is that you should find these places and it just forces you, you're not going to do a speech because you're not a member, but they do these table topics. So you, if you want, you could volunteer to speak for like two minutes on a random topic. They'll ask you a random question and you'll go in front of the class, whether it's five people in there or 30 people and you just speak for two minutes, up to two minutes. That's it. And for a lot of you, that might seem very nerve-wracking. A lot of you, it might seem like, well, I could speak for two minutes. I don't care. You know, I speak for two minutes all the time. I'm a leader in my organization and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But that's an environment that you're already used to and you're comfortable in. No matter what, this is going to be a room of strangers. It's going to be a room of people where you don't know how well of a speaker they are. And it's a room of people who are actively going there to not only critique you but to be critiqued and in a constructive way so that way you can grow and learn and you might get some feedback even if you think you're the most amazing speaker you might receive some feedback that could really benefit your communication style overall so that's definitely something I recommend and there are a lot of different groups like that but I like that one specifically because you are going to speak at every um, at every meeting for the most part if if you want and if you go there and you didn't get a chance to speak, then maybe you're meant to go back to another to another one. But I guarantee you'll still get something from it, even if you don't speak, because you're going to see other people who are just doing something that maybe makes you nervous. And you might just get a strength just from watching them, just from osmosis. You might just get some kind of motivation to realize that, you know what, it's not a big deal. These people do it. They survived. They could be great at speaking. They could be not great. And no matter what, they finished it off and no one's going home and thinking about them. So that's just something to remember. Another one, and this is by itself, this secret is what it's just worth a million dollars, just this one secret alone, okay? And that is go to a local acting class improv class at the very least. I feel like there's always some kind of improv class or something going on, but if you can do an acting class and just take one class. That is really important information because I've taken acting classes. Um, My husband and I lived in LA right before COVID hit and during, and I was taking acting classes at that time. And my acting classes was more for my career at the time because I was working um, in a production studio. So I wanted to learn all aspects of the camera, from being in front of the camera to being behind the camera to writing, directing, producing, all that stuff. So it was really beneficial for me, but I had no idea how much acting would just revolutionize my personal development journey. Like I think I learned more about myself from acting class than I could have in like a hundred years of therapy. And that is because, first of all, we were taped. So watching yourself back on tape is 
really a great learning process. If that's too much for you, I get it. But if you're bold enough to speak, record yourself, and then watch yourself back, you will gain so much perspective because no matter how you think you look, you act, you dress, you talk, I guarantee you have a little bit of a skewed version of it. And seeing it on camera, it really just puts it all in your face. And you're like, okay, whoa, this is who I am. So it was a big wake-up call to me when I saw myself on camera for many different reasons. Some of it was physical. Um, I didn't like the way I looked. But more of like I was overweight. And that made me super uncomfortable because I was in an acting class with like these models and basically people who are actually on stage and, you know, booking gigs and all that stuff. So that was very humbling. But also just from the way I presented myself and it made me realize I had to go through a lot of months of acting class to realize that the truth to acting, you ready for it? The truth to the best actors and the people who do the best in acting is people who are just themselves. And I think a lot of us, and I I especially, I had this uh, understanding of acting is like acting is like, okay, I'm going to do this role and I'm going to pretend to be this person. So we would have different skits and sketches that we'd have to do. And every time I'd go with like this forced energy of like, okay, I'm going to really, really act, you know? And what happens is when you do that, you come across like you're acting, which is really the opposite of what you want. And the really truth to being a great actor is just being exactly who you are, but just making yourself believe that you're someone not, someone you're not. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The truth to being a great actor is to be exactly who you are, but give yourself the impression that you're someone you're not. Okay, so the way you speak, the way you express yourself, the way you, you say things, the way your mannerisms, like you already have a certain avatar. You already have a certain person that you are. And there's no reason for you to try to be somebody else because you're you and there's nothing better than that unique version of you the way you raise your hand when you talk or the way you raise an eyebrow or the way your mouth moves or the way you pronounce things these are all beautiful aspects of you and they're uniquely you so there's no one on earth that is exactly like you so why would you want to be somebody else you wouldn't the only thing that changes when you are an actor is you change the narrative of your life in your story. So it's not about changing your mannerisms or the way you talk or anything like that. It really is about bringing your authentic self, right? Which we're still under the first uh, thing is it's about bringing your authentic self into your role. So it's funny because I would do a lot of skits and I remember I would try and, you know, it would be funny and people would laugh, but I remember where I got the most reactions where people just loved what I did and that's when I was just being myself and they would tell me they're like oh my god you do like this whole jersey thing this whole jersey girl thing it's hilarious and I'm like this whole jersey girl thing like what like at that point I didn't even know I had a jersey accent I didn't even know what they were talking about I'm like I don't have a jersey accent what you're talking about you know and they're like no like you do this jersey thing it's hilarious so then what I did, which was a mistake, was I would play up this Jersey thing and I didn't need to. I really didn't. I just need to be myself, but just have the confidence of being somebody else, meaning that, okay, in this role, I am, for example, let's say I'm a sister and I'm going through this and I'm arguing with my brother about something like I don't have a brother, right? But I could have made myself believe in my mind that I have a brother, how I would act in the situation if I had a brother, right? And we're arguing about something, who knows what it is. That is the truth 
and secret about acting is all I need to do is just be myself, but just pretend that I had a brother, right? Or pretend that I'm auditioning for something or pretend that I'm fighting with somebody or whatever, right? But me exactly as I am. And this is a secret that I have told one of my clients who was very, very nervous to go to an event and just almost was not going to go. And even though they had paid for the event and they wanted to go to the event and they were just like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And I told them, said, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to act as your future self, as the person who is so used to going to these events that you're just so confident because you've gained so much from these events. You've met people, you've gotten business deals, you people already know you here and you're just somebody at these events. Just pretend to be your future self. Be exactly who you are, but in your mind, just change the narrative of what you've already dealt with and what you're dealing with now in your mind and go forward with that energy. And let me tell you, it transformed things for them. It completely transformed things for them because that is really what it takes. That is the secret. And that is a secret to authenticity is to act. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you don't feel completely comfortable being yourself, then act as a person who is already comfortable being themselves. Change that narrative. Go into your mind. It's the same thing with like affirmations. The reason why people do affirmations affirmations is really like acting, right? You're saying, I am this, I am confident, I am happy, I am joyful, I am this, I am successful, I am a millionaire, I am a billionaire, I am all these things. You're acting, but your acting is going to lead you to that direction because you're changing the narrative in your mind. So I really hope that makes sense because I feel like I could just stop the podcast episode right here But I said I was going to give you three, so I'm going to give you three, and this is probably going to be like my longest episode, but I'm going to do it for you because I love you, and I want to help you, and I want to help your communication style, and I want you to listen to this episode and be like, wow, mind-blowing, my life has changed, thank you so much. Okay, so we're going to go into the other one because I could probably spend five hours just talking about authenticity. There is so much to talk about just when you're dealing with authenticity. Okay, the second one is you ready for it? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that is being present. Okay, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna let you sit with that for a second. The key to really great communication is something that so few people do, and that is just being present. The problem is is that when most of us communicate, whether we're at a networking event, right? If we're not at a networking event, we're thinking about what are we going to eat for dinner? Where are we going after this? How's the traffic? Uh, what am I going to watch? Oh my God, I still have to do this when I get home. I have to wash the dishes. I have to make food. What, how, what is my cat doing? What is my dog doing? What is my kid doing? What is my husband doing? What is my wife doing? Your mind is everywhere but where you are. And then you come home to have a conversation with your spouse and you're thinking about your work day or what you just saw or who you just talked to or what you just ate, what you're going to eat, and your mind is somewhere else. And because of that, we're never fully present with the person that we're talking to. And that is really what creates a rift in the communication. It's not what you're saying. It's the fact that the energy, you're energetically not there energetically, you're putting your mind somewhere else and that affects the communication. So you could craft the perfect 
uh, message you want to say to somebody, craft the perfect conversation in your mind and you know that you're going to get there and you're going to talk to them and you're going to say what you have to say. But if you're not present and you're just kind of going off of autopilot mode and you're just reading off something that you've memorized, but your mind isn't there, your body is there, but your mind is somewhere else, that is going to be felt. And it doesn't matter how amazing your message is, because if energetically the words are not being brought through your full, full self, then the message is going to be mixed. And being present is so important because I'm going to say something that I'm sure you've heard before, but it's so simple that it needs to be said over and over and over again. When you're present, you not only bring a certain energy, but you do something which is the most important part of communication, the most important part of communication, and that is listening, active listening. And it's crazy that we even need to have a second word attached to listening and you have to say active listening because it really should go without saying. It should Listening should just be listening. But because so many of us listen mindlessly and mindlessly because our mind is somewhere else, we're listening, we're taking information, we maybe get 5% of it, it's flooding into our subconscious, maybe we'll be able to regurgitate it later on and repeat what we heard but we weren't there in the moment and we weren't able to get the full experience of that conversation. So when you are listening to somebody and you're able to really tune in with what they're saying and their tonality and their body language and their expression, and you feel the energy that they're giving to you while you're hearing their message, it's very powerful because they feel more connected to you because the worst part, and I'm sure you felt that before, is when you're talking to somebody and you're in the middle of a story and then you just notice the person's eyes are like, you know, dazing off somewhere and you could see that they're like, they're thinking about something else or it's like such a bad feeling. You feel like you're getting rejected. You feel like a little kid on a playground again. No one wants to play with you. It's a really horrible feeling. So even if you end up coming back for that conversation, that person comes back and then they, they you know, basically talk and answer off of the last thing you said and you're pretending to have a real conversation with this person and you've come full circle and it seems like everything's fine, there's a part of you that is not going to feel good about this person. You're going to feel like this person is not genuine, is not authentic, keyword, and you might not want to talk to them again. Or if you do talk to them again, you're probably not going to be as present and you're not going to, you're not going to be genuine because you're going to be like, okay, well, this person isn't listening to me anyway, so why even bother? You don't want to have that. Like the best feeling and the best compliment I've ever gotten when I've talked to some people, and it's usually people who cannot stop talking and actually have zero listening skills, and they tell me that I'm a great listener. I think it's funny. I think it's ironic. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be like, well, I wish I could say the same, but I can't. Um, but that is a really great compliment, and I do tend to listen even when people talk too much. But you want to have an ebb and flow. And if you're present and you're listening, then you're able to have little remarks and side conversations based off what they're saying. And who knows, you might take that conversation to a whole different level and really, really connect with this person, whether it's your boss or a colleague or your spouse. And that feeling really cannot be replicated. It cannot be faked. So the only way to achieve that is to be present. And my tips for being present is just 
before you go into the conversation, just kind of look around you and just see where you are. Just understand that you're in this room, look at the room, look at the lights, look at the people, and then get back in with yourself and just kind of like see how you're feeling, like take deep breaths, maybe take a nice slow breath, just so you can get back into your body and then completely try to block out everything around you, okay? Just focus in on one person and obviously eye contact is key. When you are giving eye contact with somebody, when you're tuning into their soul and you're just, you're zoomed in to that conversation, it, it just shows your focal point and your focus goes where, um, I don't know, there's some kind of saying about something with where your focus goes, whatever. But, <laughs> but just give them eye contact, pay attention to them, pay attention to their cues. And, you know, without being creepy, you don't want to give too much eye contact. You can blink, you can look away for a little bit, but just kind of, if you find yourself kind of getting lost and I'm a person who daydreams a lot and I can, I can kind of get lost on my own thoughts. So if you find yourself doing that, just get back to the eye contact and really lock in eyes with this person, because then you have no choice but to be present. It's very hard to stare into someone's eyes and not be present because then you will be creepy and you're going to see a response from that because if you're staring at someone's eyes and you're not present, they're going to either want to walk away from you or they're going to look at you like, why are you staring at me like that? So you'll definitely get cues that you're being creepy. So be present, give eye contact, be authentic. And now are you ready for the final third step of how to improve your communication without working on what to say? Now, this is very, very important. And this is important, again, for any situation, whether you're a networking event and you're trying to gain business or you're trying to gain connections or relationships, or you're speaking to your child or you're speaking to your spouse or you're speaking to a friend, this is really important for any conversation. Now, like I said, we've already talked about you're going to be your authentic selves. So you're going to be open and unique and different. And you're not going to mind to be quirky or to say a little something because you already understand that the people that are for you, the opportunities are for you, cannot be missed by you. So there's nothing you could ever say or do. And there's no way you could ever truly be yourself and harm anything in your life. You could never take yourself out of the equation by being yourself. You could never push people away from you that are meant to be in your life by being yourself and being honest. So you have that down. Being present is never going to hurt you in any situation. If anything, it's going to make you stand out above all the competition and you're going to notice how many people are not present in their everyday life. So if you're able to maintain presence and authenticity, you already are operating at a level that is like 90% higher than most people. The last one is be intentional. Now, this is so important. I think intention is something that we need to have in all aspects of our life. Intention is so key because it goes back to a lot of us just constantly operating from an autopilot mode, especially if we do the same things over and over again, whether it's a conversation with someone you care about or going to an event, you've done it more than once. So chances are you kind of go into this robotic autopilot mode and you don't even realize why you're there, what your purpose is, why, what are you trying to achieve from the situation? So be intentional, understand, okay, don't get overwhelmed by the process. So I'll give you an example. You go to a networking event and you have a very specific intention, right? Don't just go with the intention of like, 
oh, I'll, I just want to meet connections. I want to meet everybody. Because look, I've done this. I've seen people do this. And it's like running the wheel and not getting anywhere. You know what I mean? It's like being in a rocking chair and you're going nowhere. It's like the same thing. You're, you're, there's movement and you feel like there's kind of kinetic energy, but really there's no momentum. And you're not really going for a specific purpose. So if you go and you're like, you know what? I want to connect with intelligent individuals that have a potential to see my worth. And I have this project that I have in mind that I want to work on that I think that they would be great for. This way, if you go into that mindset of this is the kind of person you're attracting, you have, I'm just giving an example off the top of my head. That might be a horrible example. But you have a specific intention of why you're going there you'll still end up getting connections, but you won't have this like desperate energy where you're just like willing to talk to anybody about anything for any reason. Like, yes, I'm not saying you should discount people and you never know where your opportunity or even a friendship could come from. But when you have that intention and purpose, then you are able to go into it and attract the person that you want to go, you know, you want to build a connection with or you're hoping to get to a certain level with a lot quicker than if you just go in there and you're going to talk to 100 people, you're going to get 60 business cards, you're going to say that, oh yeah, we're definitely going to connect. And then you leave there and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't achieve like really my purpose. Like, yeah, I gained a bunch of connections, but really what I want to go there for, I didn't, I didn't do that. And there's nothing wrong, especially in a business event. Like everyone knows you're there to network for a specific business event. If you're in a business, you probably have one specific forefront issue on your mind or project on your mind that you need attention to. So it's okay to lead with that. It's okay to understand that, to pick and choose maybe who's better suited for you to spend your time talking to. And instead of just being all over the place, because if you're just all over the place, you're going to waste a lot of time. And like I said, you're going to have a lot of movement, but you're not going to be going anywhere and you don't want that. So it's a lot better to go with purpose. So that way, maybe you talk to 50% less people. But the people that you talk to, you were doing it with intention and you knew that, okay, well, there's a potential that this is going to lead to something. And I've done it both ways. So I've been the person who would just go into events, just kind of like overwhelmed with being like, well, I want to make friends with everybody. I don't know where my person is going to come from and who knows. But really, if I was being honest with myself, I'm very intuitive. So if I just went into a situation and intuitively was like, okay, what is it that I'm really looking for from this situation? And I think it's more genuine that way because you're not at a networking event just to network. Like, let's be real. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a motive. And I think when you yourself are aware of your motive and your purpose and you present that to other people, it makes you take people, people take you a lot seriously because they understand like, okay, they're being real with me. And who knows, you might find someone that they could help you. And then in return, you could help them. And maybe you have the same motive. Maybe you have the same purpose. And I just think that you will end up getting a lot more from, from your time, which is ultimately the mo- most important thing. I am a big, big believer that time is the most important thing we have, way more important than money. So I don't want people to waste their time in anything. And with relationships, I mean, I think this goes without saying, but if you have an intention in your relationship and you understand, okay, I'm going to communicate with my partner. You know, we communicate so many times a day. We're both busy. What is my purpose? If you get rooted in your purpose for your communication, not just to talk for talking, because sometimes then again, we could operate in that element of 
of um, autopilot, right? Where we just like say things. Like sometimes you're doing things and you're like just saying something random and your partner's like, huh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about or why are you telling me this? Or you're saying things just for the sake of saying them and they don't really lead to a better communication with your partner and there's no purpose there and there's no objective and then you gain nothing from that conversation. But if you could always know that, okay, my purpose with having communication with my partner is I want us to continue to grow a relationship. I want to be present and I want to tune in with them. Maybe I want, I want them to know that I care and I want to give the intention that I'm curious about their day and I want to strengthen that bond. So if you go in with that intention, maybe you're going to ask more questions and you're going to go back to the second step. You're going to be present in that conversation. So you're going to listen and you're going to bring that energy and you're actually going to reply to what they say. And it seems really, really simple, but this will really affect your relationship for the better because if you ask your partner, hey, how was your day? And they respond and you actually listen and you actually respond to what they say with intention, with purpose, with the authenticity and honesty and openness, then that is going to be received by them. And you might not think it in the moment, you might not think anything's happening, but I guarantee that your partner is going to feel really special and is going to feel a little more connected to you. So that's why it's really important to be intentional. And okay, I totally got interrupted there, but I was talking about intention. So I'm going to wrap this up. So when it comes to intention, when you have intention in your conversations, in your communication style, in your just being somewhere, you're going to have direction. And that just means that you know where you're going and you're not going to be going in circles. And you know that you're getting one step closer to your ultimate destination, whatever that is, whether that's strengthening your relationships, whether that's connecting with people, whether it's connecting with people at an event, whether it's connecting with your community and just understanding that maybe it could be as simple as being present. Maybe that's your intention. Maybe you have no real attention or direction other than being present and being authentic. And that is the beautiful thing about these three steps is you could, you could fall back on any single one of them. And if you just focus even on one of these steps during all your communication uh, interactions and just in everyday life, it is going to make it so much easier for you. And if you spend your time, instead of working on what to say, how to be a better communicator, if you just focus on, okay, I am going to be more authentic I am going to be present in my conversations. I am going to be intentional and understand, okay, why am I here? What am I trying to get out of it? Am I trying to just make a friend? Am I trying to find someone to play golf with? Am I finding someone to build a deeper connection with? Am I trying to get an opportunity for a business uh, project that I have working on? Whatever it is, you are going to see that now your communication style is just going to come across very like, easy and breezy and a little more um, easy to take for people because people won't feel attacked when you're communicating with them. They're just going to feel like, wow, this person is very self-assured and they know themselves. And it's just, it's more fun to communicate with people like that versus if you're in your head and you have so much going on, that is the biggest impediment to communication. It's not what you're saying. It's all the things that you're not saying. It's all the things that are going on in your head that you're not releasing. And that's what leads to a miscommunication and at least people not understanding you because 
when your words don't match with what you're thinking and what you're feeling, that can be felt. And that is a whole different episode about integrity, but that is really important. So being a person of integrity, being present, being authentic, being intentional, being intentional, this is all things that will absolutely transform your communication style and it will transform your life. And if you just focus on these three things. So I hope that you really try to do one of these things. Um, just try to kind of center back with yourself. Like I said, these are really simple things that this is natural within you and everything that you're doing against that is unnatural. So it's all about stripping away the things that are just not resonating with you, the things that aren't authentic to you, that aren't real and getting back to yourself. Because when you're yourself, you're able to just communicate freely at any moment, at any given time. You're not caught in your head. You're not caring what people think. And I have to say that all these things are so important because if you're not being authentic, and especially if you're not being present, you might as well not even be having that conversation. And you might as well not even be in the room because you're you're not really in the room. If you're not being yourself and you're not being present, you're not in the room. You're really half there. And it's better not to be anywhere at all than to be there just half of you. So just remember that, that if you are going to be somewhere, be there present, be fully there and be fully you. And you will see how quickly you start attracting the right people into your life from all aspects and how quickly the relationships that you already do have in your life will bloom and blossom for the better. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I can't wait to catch you in the next one. Love you guys.